0: You're listening to Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Dougherty. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. This is Eric Dougherty, technical partner manager for the Northeast. I'm joined today by Joe Monahan, who is our new technical partner manager for the Southeast U.S. Joe comes to us from Veeam internally. And and some of you have probably heard of him before because he was part of our training team in the U.S. And uh, if you took a Veeam class run by Veeam, there's a strong chance that you have met Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Eric. Thanks for having me on your uh, podcast. Awesome. My pleasure. So, Joe's going to help us today with talking about the VMCE exam, something that basically everybody who works at a partner, they're going to end up needing at least one at some point. We'll get into that. But without giving out answers to the actual questions, because that's just not something we do, we're going to talk about, you know, advice that we have for getting through the exam. Joe, what kind of advice uh, could you give people for preparing for this exam?
1: Now, the very the most major bit of information is use the product. Get in there, get your hands dirty. You don't have to memorize everything in the interface, but if I asked you what is a global feature, you'd understand what a global feature is because you've been in the interface and you've configured a global feature, not step-by-step how to get there. Uh, secondly, some of the things that you probably want to keep an eye on is some of the changes uh, recently to the exam. First and foremost is now you have 75 minutes to do the 50 questions, which is a really big help. It used to be 60. I think and that's, that's big, huge. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's the number one
0: thing that I heard from people was that I ran out of time to check my answers or I was rushed through the last few questions. So yeah, that has got to be a big help.
1: It, it used to average a little over a minute per question. And if you had one that took you a little bit longer, it definitely hurt. So uh, the other thing that I always recommend is, yes, you can mark questions and then go back to them. Don't ever mark them without deciding something because if you get to the end of an exam and you run out of time, there is zero chance of you getting that question. Right. But if you put something, at least that, you know, you assumed what the answer was, give it a shot, read through it. Just because it's a long question doesn't mean it's hard. Yeah. So that's something that you want to keep in mind. And also you get partial credit. That's something a lot of people don't know and they actually don't really advertise a lot, but yes, you get partial credit. So if you have a, a question
0: that says choose three if you can get two out of the three, at least you get something. So that's always a plus as well. And that that's a huge change from prior exams, and definitely something to to be aware of because there are a good number of uh, multiple choice questions in there, and, and multi answer questions are. They're all multiple choice, obviously, but there's a lot of multi answer. Um, and I, w- I had the pleasure of helping to write the last two exams, so I've seen a little bit of how these questions are written and what they're what's expected of you from the. technical perspective of it we're at an interesting spot because i think it's the first time ever as veeam that we've in had three different vmc exams in three different years so if you took this three years ago you were 9.x 95 certified then there was last year 2020 well now it's 2021 and with those exams is also a class so there's there's a process to if you if you say i want to get current or i want to be currently valid um, there's a process to it, and I want to make a, a distinction too. There is a difference, I guess. In theory, VMCEs don't expire, but their validity towards a partnership does change. So, yes. for example, right now, partners are required to have, as of May 31st, a 2020 VMCE or newer. Uh, which means that you're still, if you're if you're a VMCE for 9x, you're still a VMCE but it's not helping your, your company towards their partnership status with Veeam. So there's a lot of things that you need to navigate to become a, you know, a partner in good standing with your VMCE. And right now it's a little confusing. So can you take me through some of the ways, like how do you become a, a current valid VMCE in the different scenarios that, uh, that come up, whether you're currently certified or not certified?
1: So let's turn the clock back a little bit here on what you were just talking about. For three years plus, we only had version 9, but we had 9 update 3, 9 update 4. So if you were certified as version 9, right, you, you did it at 9.0, you were still considered a VMCE through 9.4 or 9.5 update 4 and further. So you had this three-year cycle to where you were still called a VMCE 9.0. And then in a very short period of time, we had the 2020 come out and then the 2021. So people got used to just coasting with that earlier cert. And now you have to play catch up. So the thing that you want to be aware of is if you are 2020 certified right now, or you have sat the 2020 class within the last 12 months of the time that you're taking the exam, you qualify to take the 2021 exam.
0: But let me let me hear that again. So if I have taken the 2020 class, I can also take the 2021 exam. I don't have to take the 2020 exam first.
1: If it was within 12 months, okay, of you which, taking the exam,
0: which, except for the few that took the early versions of it, should be just about everyone.
1: It's a lot of people. The, the catch, yeah, the catch is, do you know the difference between the two? Right, True. V11 has a lot of new features, so uh, a lot of people would think, well, I'm just going to skip. And, and jump into the 2021 exam and just save myself some headaches, my recommendation is go and get your 2020. And now you have basically parked yourself for a longer period of time to go study for that 2021 exam, Get get credit for what you know, and then work toward the new stuff as you go forward. But if you're immersed in 2021 right now, It's that's what you do. That's all you've been doing. Hey, you never know. Start, you know, try some practice exams, see where you're at under talk to some people that have taken the exam. So you know what to expect, because there are some big differences when it comes to the agents, when it comes to sober, there's some new feature sets. Uh, There's just, there's a lot of different little things with file services and, and you really want to make sure that you're on your game before you skip the base exam that you took the class on. So that's the key. Now, if you took the 9.5 class but did not take any exam, you're basically, you have been out of it for a while. You're going to be sitting a class. But if you are 9.5 certified, you have until October, I think it's 31st, to go get your 2020 exam out of the way. And then once you do that, you could bridge up to the 2021 from there without actually having to sit the classes. But the classes are going to be critical for a lot of people to understand what you need for the exam. Uh, The class, especially the 2021 exam, follows the exam questions very carefully, as you know. Yes. From being involved in the questions, Uh, one of our number one rules were, if it's not in the class, it's not on the exam. So we tried to make sure we align that the best that we could.
0: And then that's interesting, especially as you're going, when you're, when you're bridging up like that, as you said, if you're at 9X and have been working with the product, first off, you haven't been working with 9X for the last two years. Uh, If you're working with it day in and day out, unless you're not encouraging your customers to upgrade, then we're going to have another conversation with you. (laughs) Um, But you've, you've already been immersed in the most current products. I think some of the biggest trick you could have is separating out. If you are immersed day in and day out, is making sure that you don't, what's in 10, version 10 versus what's in version 11 to take those to take those tests and making sure that, you know, which I think then just comes to, you know, using the right study materials to make sure that you're not studying things that aren't part of the product that you're getting ready to sit an exam for. Yeah. Um, As far as the questions go, the nice thing is everything that you're going to study for 2020 the concepts are all still valid for 21, so you're not wasting your time. Exactly. That's
1: why I was saying, if you get your 2020, you have about a 25% uh, knowledge upgrade, if you will, to go get the 2021. It's not like you're having to redo an entire exam. A lot of the material in the the 2021 class is very similar to 2020, and then we add the updated information and we point it out pretty well in the class. So it's not like you're doing 75% V11. Uh, But there are little things that that you really want to understand, and I'll just give you kind of a hint. So most people on the surface, if you said, what is a new agent for the, the V11 version? Give me a new agent. They'll say, oh, Mac, it's a new agent. Okay, great. What can it do? And a lot of people say, oh, well, bare metal, no, it doesn't do bare metal. It is for files and folders. I wrote
0: those questions, so. Yes. Yes. (laughs)
1: But see, that's the the absolute beauty of it, And I play
0: with it in the lab. But again, it goes back to the first thing you said. Play with it in the lab, get hands-on, because otherwise you would assume everything Veeam does bare metal. Yes, and
1: and the the other one too that I tell people, the hands-on that you learn very quickly, uh, I've done the demo in class a 1,000 times where I open up the uh, free agent. And I say, okay, let's create a second backup job so we can show you how we can do two different backup jobs with the same agent. Uh, what does that say? Sorry, you get one option for you backups for free.
0: You'll get one and like it and free. That's, that's it. So right.
1: those nuances don't seem like a big deal. But if you think in the real world, that's, that is the real world. Yes. If you're going to tell somebody, here's how it works, you better understand it. And especially like with Archive Tier in the sober Mm. You know, the archive tier is a new feature. Well, what does it go to, right? There's very specific cloud options for the archive tier. So understand you can't just say, send it off. See you later. Yeah. It's it's kind of specific. And there is a proxy involved.
0: And it's a different so, kind of proxy than what we've had in the past. So there's no yes. longer just the Veeam proxy. Yes. There's tons of different types in there that you need to so, start knowing. It's gotten, yeah. it's gotten a little more, I don't want to say complicated, but... Um, little more sophisticated, I'll say. I'll um,
1: always say that there's more solutions. It's up to you to be able to find if it's a solution for you. <laughs>
0: well, and that, you're absolutely right. But that, that also brings up something I think is super important for partners is that knowing that kind of stuff is super important when you're sitting in front of a customer because you don't want to promise them something that the product doesn't do. And that's sometimes that's what some of these questions are about. It's like, oh, well, that's tricky to ask me about bare metal for Mac, is the example you gave. Well, yeah, it's it's tricky until you're sitting in front of a customer who has a 1,000 Macs they want to back up and wants bare metal. And you go, yeah, yeah, it does that. And you're wrong. Try explaining So that.
1: I'll give you the greatest example. In my VMware days, I was flown out to Missouri. And this is 10 or 12 years ago, I think it was. And it was a college that had seven other branches. So they were looking at a multi, multi, multi million dollar deal. And I was flown in to close this thing. And I showed up and they wanted to use uh, Horizon View for Mac, which didn't exist. So I'm sitting in a meeting and my jaw is dropped and my heart is failing because the first slide says, can't wait to give everyone Mac in their own little virtual desktop and the whole time I, my foot is tapping and the guy next to me is going, what's wrong? I'm like, when do you want to stop this madness? Because it's, yeah. it's not going to work. It's impossible. So those little bits and features, they should
0: have asked me before I flew all off to Missouri. To. Yeah.
1: Could have been so, a much
0: shorter meeting without a flight, right?
1: Yeah. So that's the key. It seems like a small nuance until you're sitting at the table. <laughs> now, the other thing too is, and most people are not aware of this. Yes. Three, sitting in a three-day class. Yes, it it can be a lot of time out of your schedule. I completely get that. And there's also a cost involved, but almost always there's going to be a discount for partners on VMCE classes. So always talk to your reps. And and if you're looking to get through these VMCE classes, they're always running some kind of a special for partners. So Disty has tons
0: of deals on that. So always talk to your Disty reps for that. 100%. Um, And honestly, the other thing that was always a problem, I thought, you know, back in the, you know, people would do a lot of these classes in person. If we learned anything over the last 16, 17 months is that virtual classes are pretty good and can make it a lot easier to take this kind of training. So, yes, you're still going to lose time out of your billing schedule if you're a billable SE to do this. but. At some point, you have to to further your own career. There's only so many things you can do by yourself. And yes, we have a lot of good resources for this. And we're going to talk about what kind of study resources there are. But the class definitely has value. I have sat in on a 9x class and I've sat in on the 10 class. I haven't had the pleasure yet with the 11, but um, if it's anything like the others, they're going to be great. Um, And I've sat in through them Veeam-led and Disney-led. So I've seen that, you know, there's quality to be had either way. It's worth what you pay for it. And it's just like everything else. You get out of it what you put into it.
1: Now, the V11 class, in my opinion, and of course, it's a slighted opinion because myself and Beeson actually built it from the ground or rebuilt it from the ground up as far as the order in which we teach it. But V10 kind of came out of nowhere. We got the class done. It was a good class. But it didn't give us enough runway to do exactly what we wanted. With V11, right from the beginning, I I got access to Beeson Wilkes, who's a fantastically brilliant guy on the education team. And I said, if you could do anything you wanted, what would you do? And it took him five minutes of sitting there thinking, wow, I have an open book. And we both agreed, why don't we do a class where we do an introduction, cover all the ways to protect or back up, and then cover all the ways to restore and then the vast stuff will just cover at the end. So now when you set that class, it's not a mix of here's how I backed it up. Here's how I restored it. Here's how I backed it up, here. Yeah. You focus on all the ways you can back everything up. Then you focus on all the ways you restore the content that you backed up. It's a so logical it's,
0: flow. It makes sense.
1: Yeah. So it's much to me. And and also, too, it's not overloaded with like fire hosing content we tried to give the instructor the ability to have a little extra time that they can expand with whiteboard, um, with demos, with more questions. Before we just tried to control the slides and the data. We had 384 slides in the V10 class. 384. <laughs> I did really plus labs. <laughs> yeah, so we got it down to I think 315 or 320 with simpler labs. So it's a much more comfortable class and you can slow down and ask the questions you want. Uh, And again, it's a great experience. But what I tell people as well, depending on where you sit the class, okay, this isn't with everybody, but if they're using a certain lab solution, they'll have additional lab days after class to continue to do labs. So if you missed a lab or two with an online class, which I don't recommend doing, but if you had to, you could go back and do it in the next few days and and fill that gap and still get through your three day class. But do not think that you can just take off for an hour or two at a time and come back because you'll miss big chunks of, of content.
0: But That's being to, true, yeah, yeah it's doing not doing it online
1: is really nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And that just a, uh, a plug for one of our services that we're providing in the partner team is our hands on labs as a way to get some of the. Concepts and content too. We we don't have all the labs that the training class does, but we have some. If you need to get some more hands on, so
1: believe it or not, our CDP lab in our hands on lab is better than the one <laughs> because we don't have one
0: <laughs> in the certified class. That's true, yeah. So if you want to check out yes. CDP, and shout yes. out to Drew Schwartz for putting together an awesome lab there you for go. that. The um so. So you sit the class, obviously, or or depending on who you are, you don't sit the class, um, depending on where where your status is right now for for certification. So, I'm sitting down to study. What resources should I use as my study guides? Well,
1: first and foremost, uh, there's a if you sit the class, there's something called the exam specification guide. Now, there's other like we used to call it the. Um, exam prep guide or things like that. But the official name is exam specification guide. And this walks you through hyperlinks and other areas to where you can go further studying for subjects. Uh, But there are, there's an official practice exam that's online. I, I do believe it's online now, but one thing I'm going to caution everybody on in this podcast, don't start doing your practice exam straight out of the gate. Because you're going to start memorizing the questions and they're not going to have value. Save your practice questions till after you've put some work in. Put some time in and then use those to see where your weak spots are and then get focused. Secondly, Rasmus Haslund. That's the man right there. He does have study material out there, but be warned, there are questions. He's not expecting you to get right. But he has a whole video series that shows how he tears apart every question to get to the answer. And you can talk to a lot of people out there. What they learned from those videos was not how that question was right. It's the thought process and how to get to the right answer. And Eric will tell you. A lot of hours went into people arguing on a call to ensure that one answer is right or two answers are right. That is the truth. It was. It was a.
0: If you if you think we just whipped together these tests in a matter of minutes, you'd be sorely mistaken. It is a long and arduous process. Yes, it all starts with coming up with ideas and then having everybody debate them and argue them to death, which is great because then you get a question that you know is right. Something else that I wanted to, to mention for the the pro partner version of the practice exam, not the Rasmus ones. Those are a different animal, but and they're a great study research. First, before I say about the pro partner, I'll say about Rasmus's one. Your best bet, because he still has them as timed tests, is if you can copy and paste them into another document so that you have time to go research the answer without worrying about a clock, that research is worth its weight in gold. Forget about the right answer, but you will read so many things in your process to find the right answer that you'll end up learning more about the product, so I, think I, so I say for that
1: you hit it on the head. I say if you can answer one of Rasmus's questions, you've probably learned five more answers to five other questions by Very answering true.
0: one. So absolutely, yes. and so for the but for the pro partner one, and I've heard folks say this: they're like, I saw that exact same question on the exam, and I got it wrong. And the answer to that, Joe, is.
1: No, no you didn't.
0: <laughs> not only that, but uh, if you take, so please be
1: aware, this isn't super public information, but there are five banks of questions and none of them are the same. So you'll have a question that's very similar. You'll read it and say, oh, I had this on the last exam. If, so if you failed the first exam, believe it or not, the reason why we have so many second failures, and you can go right back and look it up yourself, is they put the same answer for the question that they had before but now it's wrong yeah. because they skimmed it but they'll change something in that question to make the answer different. Now remember, they're not trying to trick you, right? What they're doing is making you read the question. If you read it, you'll get it, you'll get the answer just as quickly as you did last time. But my answer to anyone that says, "Oh, you're just trying to trick, you know, they're trying to trick us." If you're sitting in front of a client, and they hand you something and you read through it and this is your result. This is your plan. And they say, well, actually you missed this. Do you tell them that they tried to trick you and slam the paper down and say they're jerks? Or do
0: you realize
1: you should have taken a little extra time and maybe read a little more carefully? That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the truth. So re- make sure you read it because yes. unless you've sat the exam more than five times, odds are you have not seen it before. And, almost, right. and I can tell you on the pro partner one, they will be close but those are questions that were rejected for yes. the exam, the actual exams that weren't quite good enough to make the cut, but were good enough to make have uh, to, to make that the- practice exam out of. Because I've actually sat and talked to people and I said, OK, the answer is this. And here's why this question isn't good. And you learn from learning why the question isn't good. Well, you know, if you do this or it's assuming, you know, it's a like class. What is this assuming? It's assuming you do this. Well, I didn't state that. So that makes that not a good question, yeah. but yeah. the scenario you get. And if you ask me the questions about, you know, well, am I assuming this? Well, guess what? You just learned because you're asking that question.
1: The thing that I tell everybody is if they say one is right and two answers look right, go back to the question and reread it because there's one thing in that question, but whether it be VMware or Hyper-V, that is the differentiator. But listen carefully. And I gave this advice to Eric many times. Oh, yeah. Read the question 100% before you look at the answers. Don't don't start reading the question and then try to save time by glancing at the answers because the differentiator could be in the last sentence.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So read the whole question, then go to every answer. And if two seem right, go back to the question. But do not skip around. You'll take three times as much time skipping around as you ever
0: would just reading it one time through carefully. You could actually help yourself by reading it thoroughly because maybe in your mind, then you go, that's the scale out repository. And then you look through and if scale out repository is one of the answers, chances are you're right. If it's not one of the answers, you better go reread because you missed something. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's just, I can't stress it enough. And again, with somebody that wrote questions like Eric, I wrote, I wrote questions for 10 and 11. And um, when, when I wrote them for 10, I became famous and infamous because I my first 15 questions, 13 of them got accepted the first time and everyone was shocked because there was like people that wrote 20 questions and like 17 got thrown out. I've done this for so many different companies to this point that I know kind of how to write a question that's going to make it through. Yeah, But the key is you have to make sure there's only one answer. You have to make sure your distractors are good but not ridiculous. And that's what we tried to base our questions on. And more times than not, I hate exams, but every time that I failed one, I would go back out to my car and all my material was sitting in my front seat and I'd start going back through it while I remembered it. And I would always find those answers. No matter how mad I got, (laughs) I was just telling myself I should have dug deeper. So overstudy, but you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to memorize every tab and every mouse click. What you have to understand is how does this product work? That's and, really and you which can really one. only get
0: that from hands-on. So do yes. never discount the hands-on. Hundred percent. That's where you're going to get when going back to one of your first examples of which ones are global settings. You're not going yeah. to figure that out. You're going you read it. It's not going to absorb the way it would if you were clicking through the interface.
1: And I, I always joke with people, to your point, a global setting, if I'm creating a job, isn't a job for a specific group of something? Yeah. Right? So if I'm making a job that's not really global, right, right out of the gate. I'm yeah. saying, I want these VMs to have these rules. So global settings are going to be under main menu general to start
0: with what's under there. You need to know. Yep. And, so, and that kind of stuff does come up. Yes. Now, here's another thing. And, you know, just a little bit, I, I noticed that I really liked for writing the exams this, this time. We got rid of a lot of, and this has changed over time for the last two exams, all the stuff where you're laying out some scenario where you're the, you're the IT admin for a company that sells books online, (laughs) nobody cares. I love the fact that these questions get to the point now. Yes, yes, there's a little scenario, but it's just enough information to give you the scenario. It's not this big backstory on this man was, he paid his own way through college. And, you know, it's like, I feel like I know the people in these questions on some of them when they're overwritten like that.
1: So I'll give you my example very briefly and it'll make all the sense in the world. I used to hate Microsoft questions. So when I came, when I started with the V10 stuff, I said a one sentence question is gold, mm-hmm. right? It, because you know what, or you don't. People get more frustrated with that than they do with this big confusing question. But Microsoft questions in the 90s and early 2000s were like this, and this is I, I have, I've said this to every test take taker and writer that you you'll ever see. All the writers hear me say this a thousand times is. Two people are wearing backpacks. They walk in two different directions. One backpack is five pounds. One is six. One person is walking west at three miles per hour. The other one is walking east at four miles per hour. The person walking east takes a pound out of their backpack. What port does RDP use? (laughs)
0: Right. And I am laughing only because I just I just re-upped my AWS exam last week and they're still writing some questions that way.
1: So. Yeah, it's like reading comprehension. And we, yeah. we just went in and said, No, 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 no. You really want to see somebody go crazy in an exam, just put in what part does RDP use? Yeah. You you know it or you don't. Yeah. And if you don't, there is no way around it. You're just
0: no, you're just you're 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 throwing darts at the wall at that point if you don't that's
1: know it. it. But it's fair. That's it's so fair. And also yeah. too. We had people, I remember we did a practice test of our practice questions and a lot of people got one right. And we had flags go up saying it's too easy. I said, no, we did a great job teaching people that information. That's why they all got it right. Sometimes Uh, you're
0: supposed to get it right. Yeah. So (laughs) where That's not our goal. And that's something I want people to understand too. If they're not passing this exam, we want you to pass. And there's a few reasons for that. One, we we want you to learn the thing. So we're not going to make it so easy for you. So we want you to learn. We want yeah. you to pass it because we want partners that are certified. We want partners that can show that they're certain that they are, you know, higher level partners with these certifications. We want people certified. So don't think we're out here to make your lives miserable. We sure aren't. Um, if we're making them that way, we apologize. But we've been trying over the years now to to rectify that. And I think we've gotten pretty good. Yes. You know. So
1: nine five update uh, four and and prior to that. Yes. Um, the, the the exams are much more uh, again, straightforward, more uh, fundamental than they yeah. were in the past. And that's not a bad thing.
0: But at the same time, it doesn't mean you're going to walk through them. You got to no, know the product. You still need to know the product. And that's- there's more you know, of it.
1: Yeah, there's there, more there's of a the lot product. More.
0: The product is getting yeah. more complex and sophisticated yes. and more feature rich every version. So there's going to be more to cover. Yes. But it's, you know, for those of you that are 9X certified that are hemming and hawing about upgrading, just know you're not going to have that experience again. But you still need to know beam backup and replication in order to pass this. You're never going to pass it without knowing.
1: So let me give you the greatest analogy. If you have a pool in your backyard that's six foot deep and you have an Olympic pool. Okay. If I swim just the surface of the Olympic pool, it's going to be just as much work as if I go down every foot and I try to touch the bottom of my six foot pool in my backyard, you're covering the same amount. One is deeper. One is broader. You're covering the same amount of territory but one of these, you're not swimming as deep, but you have to know more. You have to have more real estate coverage. So instead of knowing every granularity about every file that's in a directory, now you have to know a lot about solutions that have multiple layers. So that's why I say, make sure you're broad and you understand it all, not just focusing on those little granularities.
0: Yep, I, I agree. And that's, that's the biggest thing I would say is you don't have to be an expert on all of it, but you need to know something about every aspect of it if yes. you're going to get through the test. Yes, you do. So, so I would say, you know, just to recap, you know, obviously if you're currently certified, you have a path today to get to a new certification, take that path, take advantage of that before you have to sit a class again, nine X people you have until the end of October, yes. 2020 people, here's the thing we've that 2020, that October date, that's the end of the 2020 exam. So if you've been studying along for that or planning to, cause you took the class, get her done. Now's yes, the time to start. percent. If you haven't been studying, start studying now. It's it's time. The next part is the folks that are looking for the 2020. And this is something Joe, you just brought to my attention before we started uh, doing this today is make sure you're registering for a 2021 class. There are still some <laughs> providers out there doing 2020 classes. You don't want yes. if you're starting fresh, start fresh with something fresh. <laughs> Let's go right to yes. the 2020 2021 class. And on top of
1: that when you take the exam once you qualify they're going to give you the option for both so make yes. sure you check the right one or you might be taking the wrong exam which we of course left about earlier yes
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> don't don't do that to yourself this is <laughs> yes. this is a lot of work don't make more work for yourself yes so I, i'd say that check the resources for the exam itself check out rasmus's site check out pro partner i have some recordings out there from from study groups that i've done um, any of your partner managers your technical partner managers like Joe or myself are willing to do sessions either in group or one-on-one with you in order to make sure you're up to speed to take the test if you're in the process of studying take advantage of that we want you to pass we want to do we we literally will do everything we can except hand you the answers that's right so just know that that's what we're here for we want you to pass as bad as you want to pass
1: 100%
0: so Joe any other parting thoughts before we uh, say adieu Uh, No, just good luck to everyone,
1: and like you said, don't let this opportunity slip away. You'd be amazed how quickly three months will go by, and all of a sudden, you're one of those people on the other side of October 31st, You know, screaming and yelling, well, I never had enough time. You have to make time, and it's hard to do, but I would rather be somebody that gets ahead of it and has self-study than put myself in a position where I have to give the three days in order to go take an exam. When you could have possibly self-studied because you use it so much to be able to pass it possibly without the class.
0: Yeah, and the materials are out there. If you ever have questions yeah. on what materials or where to get them, contact me, contact yes. Joe, contact your local TPM, and yes. uh, we'll make sure you have everything you need.
1: Yeah, the classes are always incredibly valuable. Don't get me wrong. Yes, but if you've already passed V ten, right? Why are you waiting? You know, do your upgrade study, go to V eleven. But I can tell you, if you're V if you're nine point five certified and you don't work with 10 all that much, don't jump, you know, keep <laughs> yeah. your time in. And I would even recommend sit the V10 class while it's still there. There is a monstrous difference between nine, five, and 10. I agree.
0: There Joe, you go. Hey, thank you very much for joining me today. I hope uh, everybody uh, has learned something about the certification process here. Bottom line, moral of the story is we're here to help you. We want you to pass as well. So Joe, thank you very much and talk to you soon. All right. this has been Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Doherty thank you for listening